Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here. As you may know, CEO School is officially part of the HubSpot Podcasting Network. We're now part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be a boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, or side hustler. I enjoyed listening in as Amy, along with her guest, Nikki Nash, discussed very practical ways to create a marketing plan that works. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcast, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and today I have such a fun, juicy episode for you today because we're going to be interviewing Sammy Wonder, who is a relationship and dating coach. I don't think we've been through 189 episodes now. We have not had a relationship coach or a dating coach. Sammy is a leading international dating and relationship coach who specializes in helping high-achieving women find and keep amazing romantic love through embodiment of their magnetic feminine energy. So I know we're going to talk a lot about feminine energy, but some quick highlights about Sammy is that she quit her job as an economist for the UN, so for the United Nations. Uh, She had 2,000 pounds in her uh, savings account. She is obviously from London. Uh, she's from India, but she lives in Germany now. Uh, and she made six figures her first year as a uh, relationship coach. And now she has a multi seven figure business. And she has served literally hundreds of clients, Hollywood celebrities, UK TV stars, CEOs, bankers, lawyers, authors, entrepreneurs, and has been featured everywhere. Forbes, Business Insider, I think BBC called her the the get the ring coach. So we're so excited to have Sammy today. Sammy lives in Germany with her husband, Chris, and her two beautiful boys. So she's also a mother. Sammy, welcome to CEO School. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, Sanira. I'm so pumped to have you. I have so many questions. So I've just been binge watching the TV show Indian Matchmaker. So you are Indian. I'm Pakistani, but, you know, very close in culture and and all of that. And uh, it's been so funny to watch, what's her name? Seema Auntie on Indian Matchmaker. And then today I got to the studio and I see your name and I'm like, oh my God, I know I, I've been stalking you on Instagram for a while. I think it's so fun what you do. And I'm like, oh my God, we have a real life Seema Auntie um, on the show, which I'm sure you're nothing like Seema Auntie, but it's just been so fun because I've literally been watching Indian Matchmaker. Do you watch like the show? I applaud, I, I applaud your patience for, for getting through the Indian Matchmaker. I, I wouldn't say <laughs> I have the patience to watch all of it and I think it just there's so much uh, stereotypical behavior that Seema auntie is propagating on that show and I just don't think that the smart intelligent woman of today can buy into that kind of matchmaking. I agree with you I think it's so ludicrous like I watch it because it's so humorous in a way like it's also garbage Netflix TV but sometimes you need garbage Netflix TV right so I'm watching it and for those that don't watch the Indian matchmaker uh She's a traditional Indian matchmaker. And I'd love for you to kind of talk about matchmaking and the history of matchmaking, perhaps. But in the Indian culture, matchmaking is still a huge practice that's done. Uh, and families pretty much determine um, who their children are going to marry. And they bring in sometimes these matchmakers. And this woman is ridiculous in terms of like, so she's meeting like incredible women. And then they give, like she, they have like the most like, 
very rational list of things that they want from a husband, which is like, I just want him to be caring and I want him to be successful and like, just really make, make me laugh. And then she'll say the most dumb shit. Like, oh, your list is too long. You need to cut it in half. And it's just like, she's like, it's the most ridiculous thing. But um, obviously I can assume you're not like Seema Auntie, but it is quite funny. It's quite entertaining. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a matchmaker. The job of a matchmaker is to introduce a man to a woman in, I mean, the ones looking for heterosexual partnerships. I'm a love coach for high achievers, which means I work with their mindsets. I work with presenting themselves in the most empowered way in their love lives, because believe it or not, we can be so successful in our businesses. But when it comes to our love lives, we could be showing up in a disempowered way where we're giving our power away to men. So I work with, uh, you know, straight heterosexual women for like the majority of my clients are straight heterosexual women, but I believe in all forms of love. Having said that, I think um, there are a lot of amazing women out there who um, get overinvested in early dating, chase guys, try to lock them down. So there's a lot of like that masculine energy where women are actually forgetting that they're the prize and that they deserve uh, to be pursued. They deserve to, you know, be courted and that they can actually lean back and receive so much more than what they're used to. Because I think when we are in businesses and we're very successful, we tend to bring the same energy into our love lives and we work hard in our businesses and then we work hard in our love lives. And my big message to the women of today is, um, you know, you can have it all, but you, you, you do it by switching your energies. You don't have to be the same go-getter, pusher, organizer, planner, all that masculine energy. You don't have to be bringing it into your, your love life, your romantic relationship. I love it. And I absolutely agree with you. I think it's so interesting in terms of what you talk about energy and feminine energy and how we kind of translate between work and life. And we are, we're whole humans with our whole authentic self. And, you know, I struggle with that sometimes of even bringing my, I would say work masculine energy, sometimes home. I'd love to hear about, I mean, even in today's like dating world. I have many friends that are single. It's a nightmare, they say. I met my husband in college, been with been together for, you know, 15 plus years. And so like I've never I'm I'm so grateful that I didn't I didn't have to experience dating in the 2000s and 2022. Like I'm so grateful that I didn't have to experience online dating or the app dating scene right now, because it's so transactional that's taking place. So I'd love to get your perspective on what's happening for the, you know, for women today in this transactional world and how can they show up to go find their partner? Yes. I mean, this is what I do for a living day in and day out. And I think what's important is to understand that online dating is both a gift and a curse. Um, It's a curse in terms of, just how much choice we have and how easy it is to not invest in one person and just move forward if you don't like like what they're saying or like what they're doing. And it's a gift because choice can be a gift when you know what you're looking for and you know you can use it to your advantage. And so I have um, helped over 400 women walk down the aisle already and hundreds and hundreds of others you know, uh, revive their marriages. And I think the first piece is mindset. And by mindset, I mean, I think, I think as um, you know, the leader of the CEO school, Sunira, you understand that you know life can throw hardship at you, but how you respond to it really makes the biggest difference. And I think it's the same in dating, which is where I tell my clients, you know, you're a winner, you're an achiever. I want you to bring the same mindset to your love life. Okay. Like, don't play a victim in your love life, mm. and use the choices that online dating apps are giving you in order to, you know, play the game better. So for example, like so many of my clients, you know, they have gorgeous LinkedIn profiles. So I'm working with, um, you know, seven figure, multi seven figure CEOs and, you know, famous, famous women. And when I look at the gaps in how they're showing up in dating, so for example, they're dating their Facebook profile picture, you know, it's like this picture with like, five other girls and you can't really see their face. Then if you look at the dating profile picture, it's like photos taken from the iPhone and just, you know, pasted there with other guy friends. And I'm like, 
No, this is a marketing opportunity and you have to put your best foot forward. If you're looking to attract an empowered man, you know, at least at the front end of the funnel, they are visual. And so you have to present yourself in the best light. So just starting with the basics there and understanding that, yes, it can be intimidating at first online dating, but at the same time, there are tools and strategies available for smart and successful women so that they can filter through the trash, they can filter through the non-serious men, the players, the Casanovas, the love bombers. There are all these ways to recognize unhealthy men and make your funnel really strong at the start. And so my clients, you know, um, it is not surprising to me that some of my most successful clients, they meet their husbands online. And these are wonderful men. These are adoring, successful, handsome, loving men that they meet on these apps. And I think it really starts with the mindset. Like you cannot play victim. You have to adapt with the times and you have to match your skill set to like become a pro at, you know, how you how you date and how you filter people on the dating app and how you quickly get from texting on the app to actually real life quality dates in person because that is where the magic lies. I think so many women waste time chatting, good morning, good night, and you know, doing wasting their time on all of this. I mean, the busy, successful woman shouldn't be tolerating this. And this is what I mean by you know, we can be so powerful in our businesses and our careers, but we may be having, we may not be adhering to high standards when it comes to what kind of man we will have in our life and what kind of action and treatment are we going to accept from him. And I think this is where dating coaching and support is life-changing. Okay. There are so many things I, I want to say here. First and foremost, you use the word funnel and dating together. And you just made dating into business for me. And uh, I'm like really excited right now. Like you're just making my heart sing. And our audience for sure knows like how much like I'm just like jumping out of my seat right now because you use the word funnel and strategy uh, and you're applying business strategy to your dating strategy. And that is so true, right? And I'll tell you this, even for, I, I sometimes feel, I'm not in the dating scene, but this also applies to when you're trying to get a job right? I've seen, it's the same stuff, like the profiles that I see sometimes that I'm like, can you update your LinkedIn photo? Can you like invest a little bit in your personal brand and just put it together, put it together? Cause it's your first impression. And I love that you talked about the funnel, right? You said like, you just got to get through part one to get to the next step, to get to the next step. And people want it all to close on the first transaction or the first thing. And you've got to take it to the different stages, like a lead flow, right? Like your funnel lead flow of how we attract customers in business is you attract an, like, you're like, okay, this is a lead. It's an MQL. And the next stage is a sales qualified lead, which would be into your DMs, into your text message. The next would be like an opportunity, which would be, let's go on the date. You just made dating uh, into a funnel and I just want to just, just, I just want to cry. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I love that you noticed that. And um, may I just add to that? It truly is a funnel because I teach this concept of rotational dating at the start, which is like having many leads and many prospects at the start and not getting laser focused on that mm. one guy that you like because that gets you over invested often in the wrong person in a person you've not really vetted so it's like an unqualified lead yeah. that you are ready, ready to gift your uh, you know six thousand dollar group program to and you wouldn't do that in business so don't do that in love and this is like um, this is what empowerment and love looks like it looks like understanding that you want to have many many men that you're speaking to at the start of the funnel, then that funnel reduces to like, okay, not, not a match, not a match, not a match, but you still have like two, three potential guys that you're speaking to. And then in my program, Sanira, I talk about the difference between intimacy and intensity in dating. And what happens is that a lot of us who are busy, successful women, we are seeking intensity in dating. We want to look at a guy and we want to go like, he's the one, we just get along. He's so hot. He's so successful. This is the guy, right? And we want to we wanna go for intensity. But intensity and choosing based on intensity most often leads to dating burnout. In other words, you will really start off well with a guy, 
everything will go really well. You'll talk hours on the phone. You will meet three times a week. And then suddenly around week six or week eight, you find that the communication is dwindling. You find like he's taking more time to like write to you and text to you. And before you know, around the three month mark, he's disappearing. And this happens to so many amazing women and it leads them to become jaded and it leads them to become embittered. It leads them to, you know, blame the men. And what I teach my clients is to really pace yourself and pace the guy in dating. Okay. And when you do pacing, what actually happens is that you get to know the other person over a period of time through several smaller, less intense interactions. And this is how, so I call this intimacy. And I say that this is actually a a far superior way when you like really spend time with someone three months or so, and you take your time vetting the person, getting to know the person. Because if a woman comes to me and she's like, you know, twink stars in her eyes and butterflies in her stomach, and she like is in love with this man within two weeks, I straight away ask her, what is imperfect about him? How do, who is he when he gets angry? How does he treat his parents? How does he talk to the waiter in the restaurant? Now, unless you have seen those things, you possibly can't be in love. And so like the intensity pattern and choosing men on chemistry and wanting that instant gratification in dating is what's burning out a lot of amazing women. And if we can just slow down, relax, take our time and have patience to let the emotional connection grow with a man, we're going to be so much better off. We may not have, you know, these intense burnout experiences where men ghost on you, but the men who will stay in your life for the three-month mark, the four-month mark, they are genuine guys. I mean, all the players, all the Casanovas, all the men who just want to get into your pants, they will disappear by that point because they're not getting that instant gratification. And so I think dating, if you get strategic about the way you date, all this heartbreak and drama and time wastage that so many high-achieving women experience can be totally thrown out of the window. I love that advice. I mean, I think that that makes complete sense, right? For you to slow down to then speed up, right? That's like also in business. We don't want to rush into anything. Um, And I I can see why women – um, although I can't personally relate again, but I could see why women like you want it. You you get the you get the butterflies, you get the excitement, and you you've been burnt out so many times. You kind of just want to rush through the process too to see if it's this guy's worth it or not. So how do you balance, like? you know, spending more time, like elongating that time when you have, when you already feel like your timeline's running short. So are, are they multi-dating? Like what's the strategy to making sure that they're not actually wasting time with somebody who's not going to potentially be there after the three months? I think um, it's important to understand that the front end of the funnel, like the top end of the funnel, that is where the most filter filtering happens in the process. So, um, you know, I tell my clients to like be upfront about their desires, you know, on date one. I think there are a lot of male dating coaches out there who like keep it fun, keep it light, don't ask heavy questions like it's a job, job interview to a man. But I'm all about empowered dating. And I truly believe that empowered men know what they're looking for in dating as well and so in the on the first date itself I asked my clients to ask the man in a generic way not in a specific way but a generic way what are you looking for and you know most men are honest and they'll tell you things like oh I'm just looking for something casual right now I'm just recently divorced I'm not really looking for anything serious or there will be guys who will say I'm actually looking for a serious relationship and somewhere down the line I'd like to get married have a family and so you already have that basis of connection and so I teach my clients to ask all these vetting questions, but not in the masculine energy. You're on a job interview and now you're going to get evaluated kind of way because that's very scary for guys and it doesn't foster emotional intimacy, but more in a casual kind of way, like on every date you can assess, you know, look at how he treats his family, look at how he talks about his ambition, look look at the fact if he has a dream to create something, to create a legacy, look how he talks about money, look if he is generous or not. And usually, you know within the first few dates with potential leads leads I'm calling them with potential (laughs) with potential men you can get a good idea of is this something that has potential for the long term or not 
Okay. And I think it's very important to not date from the feeling of desperation. So a lot of my clients are, you know, 35 plus, 42 plus, 40, coming to me at 45. And they're like, Sammy, you know, I spent my entire life just building my career and I did not prioritize my love life. And now I feel like my time is passing. And I'm like, no, like you cannot choose a man from this place of desperation and fear. You must choose a man from this place, from a place of personal power. So I think the energy we put into dating is the energy, is the outcome we receive. And so it's really important to be aware of you know, about not coming from that place of desperation. Absolutely. And it's the law of attraction, right? Like it's the same thing, what you put out. I mean, it's, it's what you receive as well. You're attracting, if you're going to, if, you know, if you're going to come from a place of desperation, you're not going to attract that, that partner as well. That's going to, that's going to be confident. And that's, that's going to want to have like that, that appreciates the empowerment that you bring to the table. This is so fun. I wish actually my coffee was a glass of wine right now because we should have done this as like a wind down Wednesday episode, ladies. So I'd love to um, kind of talk about, you know, you've talked about how like on the strategy end from the lead funnel and all of that, you know, something that I feel like with the dating scene today, like it's so like, what is like this, the advice on, um, let's just call it like on sex, right? Like what is, what's happening today? I don't even know. Like you're, I'm a married woman here. I want to know what's happening in the singles world today, because I feel like when, when my best friend was single, it was like so much of just like the one night stands and just guys looking to hook up on a lot of the apps. And so how do you like, what's happening? Can you give me like a, for the, for the women that are just wanting the juiciness, like what's, what are we supposed to do? What What's happening if, if they're single, give us the download. And then what's your advice on uh, going fast or going slow? So I'm, I would call myself a traditional woman at heart. And I'm very glad that even though my husband is German, uh, when I was dating in Germany, um, he was very happy to respect my boundaries around sex and I wanted to take my time and I wanted to get to know him and he tells me I made him work really hard but I believe that's a compliment in romance and I don't I believe that women should have the confidence to understand that you know your body is the most sacred temple and the most I think it's the highest level of intimacy you can give a man when you are offering him to sleep with you or letting him sleep with you. And so you get to take all the time you need in order to feel great, in order to feel the commitment, in order to feel safe with this person. And my advice on sex is like, if there are men who just start the conversation with you around sex, I don't think they are serious men, honestly. I don't think there is an empowered man on the planet who doesn't understand that you do not lead with sex. It is something that can build up. It can, it is something more subtle. It is something more, you know, it's, it's, it's that soft game that you play by flirting with each other, but you never ever start by saying, can I please, you know, look at your panties, you know? And if a man is sending you those type of messages, the clear instructions in the wonder world are to just block, delete these men. They're really not worth your time because they're not showing you the emotional maturity that a man who is your match will show. And so zero tolerance policy in the wonder world in early dating. And then, of course, I think once you are done with a few dates and things progress, usually my advice is to like take it slow till the three month mark get to know the guy, make sure there's an emotional connection. Because if you put a handsome man and a beautiful woman together, it is not very hard to feel physically attracted. Like that is just part of the deal. But what is harder to find is compatibility. What is harder to find is a soul is a soul to soul connection, an emotional connection. And that takes time. And so when you take the time and you finally sleep with the guy, you know, he just doesn't wake up and say, oh, she's hot. You know, she he wakes up the next morning and says, oh, she's hot. And I love the way she thinks or I love the value she brings to my life. And so for a committed partnership, we're looking for that kind of connection, not just physical attraction. I love it. I think that that's solid advice and probably the same advice that I would probably give is to, to make sure that it's the right connection. But it's a lot of pressure, right? That is also... The world is just it's it has become so transactional with the dating apps and it's really tough to filter through the noise. But as Sammy says, it's just a disqualified lead, ladies. So let's just DQ them out. 
Uh, wow, that no pun intended right there. Uh, let's DQ them out, disqualify them, and work on the right connection. Um, I'd love to talk about, um, you know, Sammy, just on the feminine energy part, I'd love for you to go a little bit deeper into um, what, you know, I think that sometimes as women, we don't know what role to kind of, how do you shift from being that masculine energy at work? We're all empowered. We're, we're, you know, the, the, the modern day woman is an empowered woman. If I'm still empowered at home, how do I balance? Like, what do you talk about? Like, from feminine energy to masculine energy at home. And I know you also talked about not only do you do new dating, but you revive relationships. So I'd like, I'd love to segue into that as well. While the markets may have seen a dip in Q2 VC funding, it doesn't mean that your business can't scale. It just means it might look different to how you plan. With thousands of in-house crafted integrations of marketing, sales, and service, HubSpot is on a mission to help your business grow better with a CRM platform that's easy to buy, use, and scale. Want to figure out how to streamline your deals? Easy. The Sales Hub helps you close more deals by automating your busy work. Need to automate your social media? Piece of cake. The Marketing Hub has everything you need to publish, post, and monitor your social media channels all in one hub. And with Service Hub, Centralized customer data keeps your support teams all moving in one direction, forward. Learn how HubSpot can make it easier for your business to grow better at HubSpot.com. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. So talking about feminine energy, and I could talk about it all day over coffee, but I'm just going to give you like the main, the gist of it. So I believe at a personal level, feminine energy was the game-changing concept for me as a woman, especially as a go-getter and an ambitious woman. Because what I was doing was in my dating, and I brought the same energy to my marriage, which I will speak about in just a few minutes. Um, but where I was really struggling with men and in dating was that I was in my masculine all the time. And by masculine, I don't mean, you know, these are not sexist terms. I think it's important to understand both men and women possess both feminine and masculine energies. And so this is more about, you know, I think it's awesome when women like you and me, you know, we switch into our masculine and we put on our boss babe hats and we just sort of go for it. But when we bring the same energy in our love lives and to our men and to the men we're dating or to the men we're married to or in a relationship with, what happens is that, you know, our masculine collides with his masculine. And that's when a lot of power struggles will start to happen. So it's like, you know, arguments, um, um, disagreements, uh, we're going this way. No, we're going that way. And I said, you should do it like this. No, but I said, you should do it like this. And so when we are in our masculine, what happens is if we're dating, we're going to repel masculine men because our energy, even though we are in female bodies, spirit-wise, energetically, we're showing up in masculine. So you could be wearing a really beautiful dress and have heels on and have long, beautiful feminine hair and look really feminine in your dress up. But you could still be operating in your masculine if you're in the action, go-getter, pursuit, um, you know, let me ask him for his number. Let him, let me give him a call and suggest a date. Let me drive him, drive to him and pick him up. Let me bring him gifts. So you're still in that masculine doing action oriented energy, and it's going to repel the masculine dominant guys away. And what happens is then you end up based on the law of polarity, you end up attracting more feminine men, which isn't 
which isn't a bad thing if, if it's cool with you. But for a lot of my ambitious, high-achieving clients, they actually want men who are equally successful, you know, go-getters, in control. And then I'm like, girl, if you really want him to be in control, you know, both of you can't be driving your trains in two opposite directions. Like one has to be in the masculine and one has to be more in their feminine. So this is like the bane of the modern successful woman. She's so successful. She's so smart. And she's like, where are all the smart guys? And the smart and ambitious man is primarily driving forward in his masculine. And so if you're showing up in your masculine, you're repelling these men, quite literally. And you're attracting more of the laid back, you know, scratching his thigh and watching Netflix on the couch kind of guy. And then maybe, you know, you find that attractive at the beginning stages of dating, but as the relationship progresses, you are finding that you do more and more, you give more and more, you have more and more responsibility on your shoulders. And that's where resentment starts to show up. She overgives, he gets more passive, she gets more angry at him for being so passive. And she's like this woman who's in a relationship, but she has all the burden of the work in her office. And then when she comes home, she feels like she has all the burden of the relationship on her shoulders. And this is such a disempowered place for our amazing women to be in. Like in their romantic relationships, they should be feeling nurtured. It should be that one place where they can come home and relax. And so that's for our single clients. And then for women in relationships or married women like you and me, you know, I learned about feminine energy when I was dating. It changed my life. I attracted my amazing husband. We've been married for nine years plus, And, you know, we have two beautiful kids. And then when my business started to grow, Sunira, like six figures, multi-six figures, seven figures, seven and a half, like multi-seven figures, I could feel like my masculine was growing at such a rapid pace. Um, I could, you know, um, I was thinking like a CEO, thinking like an economist, managing a team, uh, tasking people, you know, uh, telling them what to do, micromanaging at some level, you know, and being really good at it. And then I would turn to my marriage, turn to my husband, and I would still be in that CEO avatar, you know, like I would like tell him like how he should you know, how he should put the water bottle in the fridge and how like he left the door open and the door should be locked this way. And my husband. Yeah, I bet you if Faisal's listening right now, he's like, yep, 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 yep. And, you know, my husband, he's he's amazing because he just tells me to back off. Like he gives me like real time feedback. And he said to me, Sammy, I remember this was when the business was starting to make multi seven figures. And one evening, you know, I told him that, you know, honey, like I, I, you should like not make that chewing sound, you know, I don't think it's very nice. So I like told him like a mom would tell a, mo a son, you know, like what a like table manners. I'm not proud of it, but I want to share this because I think it's so, it's so unconscious. Like you go about correcting yeah. everybody and optimizing and managing, and then you just, you do that with your kids and then you do that with your partner. And I remember my husband, like holding my hand, looking at me and saying, I don't want to feel like I'm living with my mom. Like, can we, can I just have my girl back? Can I have my wife back, please? And I remember that as, um, you know, warning signal to me because I teach this work and still as a human being, you know, I would, I will sometimes slip in my own marriage and I can see like, you know, with one of my clients, let me just give you a quick example here, you know, with one of my clients and elevate, like it's our six month group coaching program where we, you know, help single women find love and help married women and women in relationships heal their marriages and connections with their partners. And so I had this client who came to me and told me that in her 10-year relationship, they literally have like sex once every three months or so. And like all the love coaches she had, like she had done a couple of love coaching programs and everybody told her, your guy is a douchebag. You deserve sex. You deserve romance. You like drop him. And so when she came to me, instead of telling her to just drop him, I asked her a few questions and I tried to investigate the dynamic that was going on within their relationship. And what I found was that she was so much in her masculine. So she was like, you know, when he was stressed at work, she would go to his place. So they weren't living together. She would go to his place to water his plants so that his plants wouldn't die. And then if his house assistant wouldn't show up, she'd just go to his place and clean his kitchen. And I was like, 
okay, we're going to dial back on all of this mothering and overgiving. And if he had like work stress, you know, she would be like playing the rescuer and playing like the mummy, you know, like little boy, what do you need? I'm here for you. I'll fix it. And I said, we're going to dial back 100% on all of this. You're going to stop overgiving. And it was really hard for her. You're going to stop overgiving. You're going to lean back in your feminine. You're going to just drop the ball of responsibility. I call it the red ball of responsibility, which we women feel and like we feel responsible for everything. And said, you're going to drop that pressure. You're going to drop that ball of responsibility. And you're going to show up as a queen in this dynamic now. And I'm not so kidding. How do you, how do you show up as a queen? Give me the tactical. Well, how do you show up feminine? So, I'm like, tell me, so tell me more. She stopped, she, stopped, she stopped chasing him. I mean, these are like really simple things that you, that any woman can do. And within days, you will see men respond to you and come to you. So like I like to talk about in Elevate, I like to talk about this energy bubble. And in this energy bubble, there's you and there's him. And in your masculine, you're always reaching out to the guy. So like, can you get the groceries? What time are you coming home? And there's a lot of this functionality. But what women need to understand is when you get into this space, you're always being, you're you're often the one who is... Yeah, nagging. We call it nagging. Yeah, and you're just moving towards him. And when you're moving towards him, there is no space for him to move towards you. For a man... But then who gets the groceries and who picks up the towels off the floor? <laughs> who picks up the kids on time? Yeah. Yeah. And so I I totally get it because I'm a mom myself. I totally see myself like getting in that functional zone. But what we have to do is like maybe when the kids go to bed at seven, that's when you can lean back in your feminine. That's when, you know, you can sort of let him come to you. And so in her case, in my client's case, you know, I said, please stop, please stop calling. Please stop asking him when he's coming over. Let's just see what he will do. Like, let's just calm down here. And it was really interesting, like how the first few days always feels like we're dying, right? Like if we if we don't text, if we don't call, we feel like dying. But then we start to calm down in that equation. And in the energy bubble, you when you lean back and relax, that's when you see the masculine starts to move towards you. And so in her case, she stopped the overgiving. She stopped going to his house to water his plants. She stopped offering to drive him to the airport. She stopped all this over-functioning, as I like to call it. I, I love, I'm going to pause you here. I love that when you talk about feminine energy like there, that's not motherly energy. And that's actually really interesting of a dynamic of what you're talking about, because I would have assumed that the nurturing and the caregiving is a feminine trait, but you're right. That's a motherly feminine trait, not a sexual partner, like, you know, relationship, romantic, uh, feminine energy. I mean, think of it this way. I've never seen, I, I, I never thought about it that way. I mean, think of it this way. Mothering is a hardcore masculine activity. Like how much do we need as mothers to be springing on our steps, making those milk bottles? I mean, I have a two-year-old right now, so, you know, I still make those milk bottles and change diapers and there's just so much action there. And so there is action there. And number two, there is protection there. So when you are in the mothering energy and for mothering That's and for it. masculine, I get it. you know, you are, you are in the... You are in looking at your man as fragile at some level yeah. because that's how you look at your kids. And no man who is in his empowered masculine wants to feel like he's fragile or be treated or be treated like he's not got his shit together, right? So mothering is actually an insult to empowered men. And the more we do it, like the more I tell my husband, you should take your vitamins and you eating too much butter, which is what I saw my mom do all her life to my dad. And he was always resisting it and telling me, you know, I'm a sovereign, telling my mom, I'm a sovereign, like, don't tell me what to eat. You know, I as a little girl, I used to be like, why is dad so resistant to it? Mom just means well. She just wants, she loves him. That's why she's doing this, you know. But today, like, I respect my man's sovereignty and I don't treat him as somebody who needs to be told what he should eat, what he should drink. And I think 
you know, I think it's important to not judge ourselves for the ones who are listening to this right now, because I think we've all done it. And I think those of us from, you know, traditional cultures, like you coming from Pakistan, me coming from India, this is what we saw our moms do all the time. This was role model to us, you know. And this is one of the ways in not only not only in which you um, you know, push empowered masculine men away, but you also kill passion, you kill the lust, you remind him of his mother. And it's hard to connect like dream girl, lust and passion with feeling motherly feelings um, with your wife or your girlfriend. And so it's not just masculine, it's also just treating our men as fragile. And I don't from everything I know about men, and we actually teach an entire module on understanding men, because if you understand how their minds work and how they perceive your love, you can capitalize on that wisdom. And so very early on, I learned that my husband, whether I like it or not, my husband does not receive love in this way. He doesn't want to be loved in this way. I love it. I mean, something that's really important is like languages of love and just understanding how you want to give love, how you receive love is so important. I actually talk about, we actually do it at work. Uh, So actually for my executive team and like, I know everyone's love language because the way that we show up at home is also like the love doesn't change of how we want to be receiving love. Um, And maybe I'll save that for a wind down Wednesday episode on the, like the love languages. I'd love to share with you guys um, why this concept is so important, but my final question, Sammy, this has been so much fun. I could literally talk to you for uh, hours right now. And I know the ladies listening are like, we're loving this. Like we're, there's, this is really fun. I'm just really enjoying it. Thank you so much for being here. For my final question, before we part ways, I want to talk about lust. Okay. So we talked about the energy. We talked about how we're treating our men and in any relationship, whether you are single and trying to attract or you're in a relationship, what is the feminine energy of lust and how do we drive incredible sex from being the lustful, passionate, feminine part of our energy? Because it's so empowering. Um, And it's something that honestly, no one ever taught us, right? Especially in my culture, right? I'm Pakistani. Like, like, I didn't even have the birds and the bees talk. And so learning about sex came, you know, as in, you know, as a teenager and not from the right resource, like not from the right sources. And then through experimentation and through all those things and which is good, but I'd love to get your perspective on lust. So that will be the final question. So give us the juicy and maybe three, three tips. I'd love to get your three tips to have the most amazing sex of your life. Let's do it. I think the first, okay, I love that. I think the first is just really embodying your feminine energy, which is stop the overfunctioning. It's really easy at some level. Like if you can just sit down and be a calmer person versus being like this person who's like always running around managing the kitchen, managing the house, managing the kids, optimizing all the time. Like when you are with your partner, if you can stop over-functioning and slow down. I think in slowing down is the juice. And um, so when I'm with Chris, you know, like we just, we just find that at the end of the day, our minds are so full of stuff. Like there's business and there's kids and there's all the management and renovating the house and contracts and work and like just so much. And you can't make love in that space. You can't you can't feel excited for yourself or the other person in that space. And so slowing down, having some downtime just for the two of you and just slowing down and being in your feminine and stopping the overfunctioning is going to create that space that we need in order for love and lust to flourish. I think the second big tip is to understand that you are the prize and you are the woman he chose to love and to be with. And so he finds you hot and he finds you sexy. And so many times I find that women are trying to overcompensate and work too hard for sex. Like, you know, um, I don't know, trying to seduce him actively or trying to like, you know, make it happen. And that actually is, is, is where the, the passion goes out because you don't, you're the prize. You don't have to try hard to make it happen. You have to believe that that, that, you know, you are what he wants. And when you can vibe that energy, so I call it, you can call it the lighthouse. So I like, I, I call it the lighthouse um, in my programs. And I say like, just, you know, show up and show up naked. Like how many women love their bodies enough to show up just naked and like be in front of their partners and be really 
proud and happy being naked in front of their partners. Like if if he catches you looking like that, trust me, like if he's a normal, healthy, masculine man, it's very hard to not pounce on you, right? But we have to be comfortable being the lighthouse. We have to be comfortable with our bodies. We have to like no matter what shape, size, weight we are at, like remembering that he chose us and you know, having that level of self-love and appreciation for your body so that you can show up in your full glory and just, you know, let him see you that way. So, you know, whenever like sex is dying out, I'll just tell my clients, you know, show up naked, just show up naked more often, change in front of him and, you know, like just drop your panties in front of him. So just show up naked more often. And it's not just to get somewhere. I think we have to really move away from the outcome of having sex and we have to look at the enjoy the process. So sometimes when you're naked, maybe he'll just kiss you tenderly and maybe he'll just touch you. So don't let that disappoint you. You know, sometimes in marriages and relationships, it can take a little bit of time and transition for the spark to come back, especially if we've been a lot in our masculine, especially if we've a lot been over-functioning a lot. So just like be process-oriented and also enjoy that for yourself. Like enjoy your beautiful body, enjoy your own sensuality. I think that is so, so big. And I think tip number three I mean, I have so many tips. I'm like deciding in my head what I want to give here. But I think tip number three is just... We won't complain if you want to do more, so... (laughs) Like, I think more self-pleasuring. Like, I think we're always so looking at our partners to like fulfill us. But like a truly turned on diva is looking so well after herself and having such a blast and such a party by herself that her partner would want to join the party. And so I think, um, you know, just uh, being caught that way, letting him find you that way, you know, like really like dripping self-love. And, you know, I think we have to increase we have to release our shame especially those of us from traditional cultures we have to release our shame and we have to dip into the joy of receiving pleasure and making pleasure a priority in our lives I think for so many women achievement is such a priority that pleasure gets left far behind and for me personally in my business every time I prioritize pleasure like literally every time I make time to connect with myself to connect with my husband my income grows like it's crazy but when I when so I am you're connecting telling me is that more sex equals more, more orgasms okay yes <laughs> right so this is about receiving so the way I like to teach this abundance. is like this is about our it's all abundance to receive Exactly. It's joy, it's pleasure, it's wealth, it's it's all the same frequency, right? It's it's all good things. And the more you can open yourself vibrationally to tune into joy and pleasure, I believe the more you can also make money in your business. And it's just a vibrational reality. I love it. This has been such a fun conversation, Sammy. We could I could literally talk to you for hours. Uh it's been I appreciate all of the insight, all of the tips. I think that uh, you know, it's just not only a fun conversation, but an important one as well. And so I just appreciate you being on and sharing with us all of your amazing knowledge. How can we find you? So if women want to work with you, if we want to just follow along for advice, uh, where do we find you? Yes. So what I do have, Sanira, is a gift for your audience. And it's about the three powerful feminine energy secrets uh, that you can literally apply overnight to start making the concept of feminine energy feel less woo-woo for your Mm -hmm. audience. Because I know your women have got it going when it comes to business and they're action takers. So they've got the masculine energy part nailed down. But the feminine energy part still feels a little woo-woo. It feels vague. And so I have this training that I am gifting your audience. And it's all about leaning in at work okay and leaning back in love so we know Sheryl Sandberg's book leaning in lean in yeah and so this is about leaning in at work so being the boss babe being the you know CEO um in the CEO school but also being able to lean back in love and have that amazing love in your life now it also comes with a pdf scripts feminine scripts to have conversations with men about money sex 
conflict resolution, getting him to spend more quality time with you, getting him to be a better listener. So how would you have these conversations and the feminine energy? So there's a PDF that comes with this training. So they can find the link in the show notes uh, of the podcast. That is my gift for you. I love and it. And of course, you can find me. Yay! And you can, of course, find me on the internet. So just Type my name, sammywinder.com, and you'll find me. And you can also follow me on Instagram, Sammy Winder Coach. And yes, follow me everywhere. Come. We will. I cannot wait to hit follow and I cannot wait to download this PDF and the scripts. I mean, thank you for making it so easy, especially for us women who, you know, we've had to compensate in the male work environment too. It's not our fault, right? We've had to show up in masculine energy to have a seat or to create space. And to, if, if we didn't, then we wouldn't be here um, where we are today in the working world. And so it's just, it's been this struggle. And so, and, and you're right. We're probably for sure. I know I'm for sure taking it home as well. And it's just such a good reminder of like, I love the difference in the nurturing and just the motherly energy versus the feminine energy. And you heard it here first at CEO school, more better sex leads to more wealth and nothing bad happens when women have more money and have more orgasms. I'll see you next week at CEO school. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month. Instead of percentages you can't understand, stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.